So, Cathy, if it's okay at this point, I'm going to ask you a few questions about your book in what I think is a, a fairly logical manner, so I hope so. I've had a, the privilege of having a little look at your book. I've now got a copy of it as well. And it's split into seven parts. You split it into the days because, you know, this process is a seven-day process. And we'll talk through each process, each day a little bit. Okay. that's okay. Day one, which is what I'd expect, is clutter. And this facilitates everything else. It's And it can be the hardest part is getting mm, started, isn't it? For it a lot is, of yeah, definitely. So maybe give us a few tips and steps about what to do, because if you don't clear the clutter, you can't do everything else. And the clutter is the bit that we're attached to quite often. And this is the bit where I found once you start, you start, oh, this feels good. And then you're on it and you can't stop and you end up, you want to give everything you own away. But it's getting started. That's right. True. Getting started. Yes. I mean, people love the idea of feng shui and, oh, I can get do this in my wealth area and do this in my relationship area. Oh, what do I put there? What can I put? And I'm going, well, first of all, you need to clear. It's like you need to clear space. It's like starting to paint a canvas. Yeah. You have to paint over or get a clear canvas before you start putting out your new message. Yeah. You're putting out a new message, but your clutter are the old messages. Your clutter is the history. Your clutter is the state of mind that you were once in, but now you've chosen to clear that chosen, away. Chosen, I like it. Yeah. You've chosen to clear that away because you're going to start afresh. And I can't think of a better time than the scenario we have at the moment where people are stuck at home, that this is a must if they're stuck at home or if you're working from home or you spend more hours at home, is to start clearing away your clutter. And I've just been filming this. So you have asked me a question about how to get started. Yeah. And preparation is part of that. And often anybody who is doing any kind of artwork or even painting and decorating, the first thing they have to do is prepared so what i ask people to do is draw a plan of the house yeah draw a plan of the house and get down the rooms and in red identify where all the clutter is is it in the wardrobes is it behind the doors mm. so that visually you can see hmm seems to me that most of it is in the bedroom so i need to start in the bedroom yeah then if you're clearing your clutter, the first port of call I say is let go of the items that are least emotionally attached to you because it's easy to let go of things you don't really blink, you know, clothes you don't want anymore. Yeah. Get the bag and put it in the bag because you've got no connection. Every waterfall starts with but one drop of water. Mm. That's just a good yeah. way of getting the wheels That's moving, it. isn't it? It is, totally, yeah. yeah. And then the other little tip is when you've got that bag full, don't leave it in the bedroom Put it by the front door. So as you come in and out, if you're going out shopping, you can grab that bag and out mm. it goes. Once mm. it's out, it's not coming back again. And you can leave that with other people or give it away. So, you know, that energy is then 
given away. It's a great one, this, because a lot of people getting rid of something and say, well, I can't get rid of that. It cost me 400 quid. Mm. The cost is irrelevant. Mm. Whatever it costs you before, whether it costs you 50p or 400 quid, mm. you can always give it to somebody. But then what they do is they can't find who to give it to and it ends up going back in the wardrobe or whatever. Right. So it's making its way out the house, get it near the front it door. Is true. And it can never go back up the stairs again. Yeah. It's got to go that way. And what's the cost of things that are blocking your life now? Yeah, exactly. These things are blocking your life now and you want new things to come into your life. So those the, the, that's some of the tips I would start off with is draw a plan and let go of the least emotional stuff and put it by the front door. So that is easy for most people. What's the hardest things is when you're very emotionally attached to things and then we all have to make decisions you've got a choice do you feed the wolf that's actually blocking your energetic debris yeah or do you let go and make space for a different life where you have space to to let new things into it and if you don't make this decision now Somewhere in your life, somebody else will make that decision. Mm-hmm. And so is it not better to consciously make decisions about that stuff, even if it is expensive things, even if it is heirlooms? Let go, sell it. Yeah. And, and the thing with expensive things, a good example of this is I went to Egypt and had a, an expensive diving mask. And mm. I knew when I left Egypt, that it would be in a box and it could be there for two years mm. and some kids playing on the beach and I just give it them oh. because I wasn't if I, if I ever used it again it would be two years down the line or a year yeah. down the line they'd use it every day so if you've got an expensive item you don't want to get rid of it because it costs X Y Z there'll be somebody else there around it being stuck in your drawer your cupboard mm-hmm. that would be made up and delighted mm-hmm. give it give it people you That's didn't right. have to go to a tip or a bin you can give yeah. it to somebody yeah you know. I left all my clothes in India and, you know and towels I used. I gave, you know, yeah. I bought towels there. It can be, yeah. you can feel good about doing yeah. it and you're allowed. Yeah. yeah, it feels, it does feel freeing giving away things like yeah. that. It definitely yeah. does. Day two, we come into clearing the space. From what I've read and what I've done, this, like I say, would be me with my sage and my bell and going into the corners of the room and removing this sticky yeah. dark energy and stuff. But Maybe tell us a bit about that. Yeah, I haven't really spoken about this, and I think this is one of the most important days for everybody. It doesn't matter where you live in the world. Because this is about energy that gets stuck in all of our homes, and it's never eradicated. It's just stuck there. It becomes stuck, stuck energy. And then, say you move house. You move into somebody else's house, And what you're moving into are the patterns of other people's lives. And what happens is that you start living out other people's patterns. So, for example, in streets or in certain houses, it doesn't matter whether they're wealthy or a little bit poorer. It doesn't matter. Energy is energy. Um, we, We all know that there's been suicides in very wealthy homes. There's been, you know, murders in wealthy homes. And that energy is stuck there. And unless somebody who is aware of space cleansing goes in and does that, then the next people going in there will pick up on that. Now, they won't know, oh, there's a suicide, but they'll pick up there's a funny feeling. What's that feeling that I can actually pick up on? And um, it starts to kind of have an influence and an effect upon your own life. So people have told me, I've just come away from 
just this morning, a, pa a painter decorator said to me, he's been in houses where, you know, he's painted it for people. The new couple go in, you know, yeah. married couple go in. They last about two years and then they're out of there, divorced. Then another couple go in. They Same. paint it over. It's not enough. All these property developers go in, they paint it, and they think, oh, it's, look, it's a different house from the one that we went into. Sure, it looks like, but it doesn't feel it. Because you're still dealing with the energetic patterns left behind. And in our case, and in the UK, for centuries, mm. we have energetic patterns that have been there for decades and centuries of pain, of po poverty, of anguish, of murder, all kinds have, got, have gone on. And, you know, if people don't cleanse that, then you are walking into a cloak belonging to somebody else yeah, like a soup it's a soup yeah. an energetic soup yeah. yeah i actually bought a house in canada um in 2006 and um it was a huge house huge six bedrooms no there's only ever one i think one owner the one lady who owned it she had adopted a son and the energy of the house i found out it's always good to find out the history of who lived there before and what happened this is this is this is a, a very good tip for anybody buying a house, or buying anything. You know that that's a that's a form of property. What what was their life and why did they leave? Yeah, these are good questions to ask because you'll find the energetic setup in there. Um, the house that was beautiful house. Oh my goodness, it was stunning. It had um, forty two windows in it, mm. and over a million bricks. But there was a sadness there as well. Mm. And I only had it for two years, but there was a sadness there. And I think that, you know, the energy between the son, the adopted son and the and the mother wasn't good. Yes. So I spaced, it took me a week to space cleanse that house. Wow. A week, because it was so big. Yeah. But it's definitely worth having. And, and not just when you're moving into a house. If there's any kind of tragedy in the, in the, in, in, in the house or if people are... Um, you know, there have been conflict, um, mm. upset am amongst a couple. Space cleanse it the next day, and it soon dis dissipates that energetic setup. Inner Feng Shui, day three. Yes, that's all about um, visualizations, um, going inside, discovering the many rooms that you have within yourself mm. that can actually change your perceptions of who you think you are and how you see your own life. I like the analogy you use about having these different windows and then you're cleaning them because, in a way, when you, if you've in a feng shui, you're perhaps in tandem with meditation, but you gain clarity. Yeah. You start to be able to see. That's it, you know, exactly. Through, yeah. yeah, That's right. Well, I mean, they do say in feng shui, clean your windows inside yeah. and out because yeah. that will be an indicator of what, you know, when you look out, are you really seeing the opportunities for yourself? Mm, exactly. And yeah. so in the inner feng shui, cleanse the eyes that you see out of and the symbolically the windows within your own self. Yeah. Cleanse them and see the rainbows, the crystals you're hanging from your inner windows, that they've got rainbows around them and you're seeing unbelievable opportunities in every corner of the inner home. Rainbows have come up a few times today and... What I wanted to say is I always used to tell people I collect rainbows and they thought mm. I was a bit cocoa. Mm. But I used to take pictures. I don't take any pictures now. 
apart from in the studio here today, I don't take any other pictures, okay. but, but rainbows. And I tell everybody, when they see a rainbow, it's just for you. And they're like, what do you mean? But mm. there'll be thousands of people stood around, but you have to be in the right place at the right time to see the light come through that rainbow. And if yeah. you're 100 feet that way, you can't necessarily That's see true. it. So it's just for you, that rainbow. It's like nature's little smile. Yeah. It's miracle, just yeah. saying on the right path and it's it, true whenever i saw a rainbow yeah. on i think it was sunday uh, mm. i was driving i saw a rainbow and every time i see it i just get this warm feeling i smile inside mm. and i think thanks because i just needed yeah. that you know it uplifts me makes yeah, me feel good totally yeah. yeah what i was thinking is maybe you could tell us because i used to know some of these i don't know mm. little tips um there's some uh, like five tips when you're doing your feng shui we'll go, as we're working through the boot but i'll bring this up now um, for example, not putting stuff under your bed, not putting a mirror behind a door. Mm. Should and should nots. Mm. Maybe okay. give us a few of those. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Don't put things underneath your bed. Um, anything that's hanging over you while you're sleeping. Yeah. Um, a mirror in the bedroom. It it, it creates a, a, an energy. So not a mirrored ceiling then, no? No, not a mirrored <laughs> ceiling, not a mirror opposite. <laughs> I know. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, People complain that they can't sleep and they've got too much stuff in the bedroom. The bedroom's not a place where they can retreat to and just become calm yeah. and relax and recharge their batteries. Don't have stuff behind the doors. Yeah. And, you know, if you're going to have mirrors, and uh, make sure that what the mirrors are duplicating is a positive image. Yeah. So, for instance which we'll get to in a minute, but if you have an area that represents your finances or your mm. your money in your house, uh, putting a mirror in there or not putting a mirror in there depends. It could have a positive effect or a negative effect depending on the situation. Is, yeah. that, is that right? And what, and what you are duplicating in that mirror. Right. You know, what's the image? What does the image say? So I, I need to not look in mirrors then, don't I? I don't want to duplicate this. Why I'm, not? I'm just teasing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just messing. Um, <laughs> So what are the five energies? The five elements are five energies and they are the foundation of Chinese medicine. And it's no different for feng shui. And they represent, in Chinese medicine, they represent different organs in the body. Right. And if I can use the body as a explanation of feng shui as well, is that what we're trying to attain in feng shui is a flow. So it's important that our circulation in our body flows. It's only when there are blockages within our, within, within our systems that people have a disease, whether it's thrombosis, em, em, embolism, um, blockages of the heart. People have to have amputations because there's due to diabetes to blockages uh, in the flow of the circulation. So it's the same for your house. You want to have a flow so that there's nothing that's blocking it. So that comes on to the five elements then. We want, we want five, and the five energies can be represented by the five organs in the body, but we're talking about the five energies in and around your home. So the five energies are earth, water, metal, fire, and wood. And they've each got a colour, and they each have got a, a timber, a quality and they also are in a cycle so yeah. what we want to say is we want a little bit of each it's like i'll, I'll put it a different way balance all about balance it's about balance somebody totally. told me that the other day and reminded me he said balance 
balance. It's balance. totally it. And people, some people think, oh no, but balance is boring. Sometimes people have to go out of their comfort zone. Like they have to have more metal to be able to be creative or get things done in terms of writing a book. But you've always got to be able to come back to the centre and balance. Otherwise, you know, this is where people's health yeah. is taken out, their wealth is taken out, their relationships are taken out because they didn't have balance. And um, it's, a, it's a cycle. So it's like having five personalities. So you've always got the person who metal. They're an analyzer. They're always thinking, overthinking. Mm, mm -hmm. Yeah, we, you know, we need to do this and we can do that. And that's the metal element, always thinking. And there's two aspects to that metal, a yang and a yin. They could be quietly thinking or they could be really out there shouting ideas. Then there's the wood. Oh, let me do it in a cycle. So then there's the water, the water element. And that's the person who's emotional. And they can be very deep or they can be very shallow. So then there's the wood element, the person who's flexible and go this way or that way and is into growth. And then the fiery person, the fire element, you know, dynamic, passionate, expressive. And then there's the earth element, grounded, calm. These are the same in the Vedic, aren't they? Like your fire yes. be your pitta. And yes, so yeah, yeah, you've got there. Yeah. So, and then each is assigned a colour. So what I'm saying is... It's dependent on you what the balance of the five elements you need in your life. Mm. Because you may be, say, a metal person, but I'm a fire person. So what my needs are will be different from your needs. You might need more water. I might, I need, might need more yeah, fire yeah. or whatever. Well, there's a cycle. So one feeds the other. Mm. So when you understand those cy the cycle, then you can see what more that person needs. But what I do generally is that I think everyone needs a little bit of each to keep them on a balance. And they may need one or two more than the others. But that's what I teach. Um, I, I actually have taught um, on this course is that, you know, what does a fire element look like? So we're looking at red. We're looking at red vases, red lamps, red tablecloths. What does a metal element look like? We're looking at crystals, things made from metal. Mm. So they then can subsequently demonstrate these and tell a story in their own home and code it with the messages that they want in their own environment. I write in the book about trying to remove the extremes out of your life and find yeah. what I call a sustainable yes. rhythm. So you've got this rather than extreme you know angry and then down yeah. and depressed and then overweight and then slim and on it what you want is this sustainable rhythm it's this balance that we're yeah. all trying to find and yeah i find if i do meditation yoga exercise my diet there'll be various things and i'm always trying to get them in a a balance and then mm -hmm. i'll get four in and then one will pop out and i'll mm. go off my diet so mm -hmm. then i'll bring that back in and i'll not meditate it. or, and yeah. it's i know it's getting that balance life is just about right. balancing yeah. yourself yeah. you know and managing yourself you know, people say, what business are you in? I'm in my business, the business of managing me. And that is what feng shui is also about. You are in the business of managing your own space, both on the inside and the outside. And how you do that is through the colors, is through the um, design, it's through the qualities of those 
different five elements. And I've just finished recording uh, about teaching people how to bring in each of those elements through aroma. How do you create a fiery aroma where you need you need to be active? You need to kind of yeah. be passionate or up upmarket. What oils do I need to blend them in to burn them and create an atmosphere of fire passion? Is this when you say recording? Is this the course you were yeah, saying? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. right, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Tell us a little bit about that. Oh yeah, I love it. I love it because I love the oils. Yeah. And um, once you've given people the apparatus to know how to blend them, then they can start to ask themselves. And this is this is self education. It's like I need to calm down. I need to be grounded. So I need to build myself a, a an earth blend. So I talk about what what's in the earth blends. But you might need a little bit of, you know, a bit of uplifting as well as grounding. So what would you put in as a fire oil and what would you put in as a as a grounding oil? Or maybe you need to grow, need to grow your ideas and become more flexible. So you may be a wood element. Mm. So you have wood oils, but you need a little bit of, you know, upliftingness. So you bring in a bit of fire oil. Mm. And so it goes. And I've had people across the planet stop me and said what is that blend mm-hmm. smells you know. are very powerful yeah it's very um, powerful f- for lots of reasons one mm. it, certain smells i i can drift off and i'm becoming a meditative state yeah. and beautiful others offend me oh, really okay. offend me right. you know yeah. and also i think they're very powerful for triggering emotion like Definitely. music and yes. also memories yes as well i've so, written about that yeah. yeah i've written about it too yeah uh, yeah that we don't realize specifically a smell can trigger childhood memories. I, I, I know that for a fact. Memories that have long gone, you know, you completely they don't exist. They're buried deep, and a certain smell can be ah, and it can trigger these feelings and memories. Well, remember I told you about the three being the three-year-old in the nursery. Yes. Well, if I smell custard to this day, yeah. it brings and triggers up all the feelings of them forcing custard down me. I couldn't eat it. Mm. So the smell of custard whilst it's everyone's lovely treat, I couldn't be around the aroma of custard. And so I learned about the aromas from a very early age. Mm. And I know how they impact upon people's emotions, their feelings. And that's why it's in people's best interest to actually get themselves a beautiful aroma that they've created for themselves. And they become the, the, the wizards of their own Aromas in a funny, a similar way, but yeah. Um, Wayne Dyer always talks about Saint Francis of Assisi, and he's had uh, experience of him and contact with him, you know, yeah. in, a, in the spirit sense. And he always got the smell of roses, you know. Mm. But when I was a child, depending mm. on where I was, I lived in Africa uh, when I was a child, and wow. then we went. Um, I've travelled around a bit, yeah. but in Africa, the bread was quite distinct. The smell of the bread, also with my family mm. being heavily Irish. Mm. They used to have Irish bread, certain soda bread, Irish soda bread, yes, and that smell as well. And they're very distinct. And from different smells of bread, I can identify um, the bread, but also that triggers my childhood memories, you know. Certainly in Africa, there's very distinct smell of bread. Oh, amazing! Well, it triggers um, memories of me because I was brought up with an Irish background as well, yeah. So, soda bread um, was definitely up there, along with the Guinness. (laughs) <laughs> well, yeah, that was a, often smelt, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to ask you another question, Kathy, mm. before I get into day five. This is just really for the people at home. I'm just going to, 
if they haven't got this yet or they're not getting it, basically, you can have a problem, for example, with your love life, and then you can find out what area of your house is connected with that, mm. which we'll get into a bag with shortly. You can then clear, clear the clutter, clear the space, space clearing, rearrange things to redirect and help the energy flow around in those areas, and then, hey, presto, the things that you were struggling with and you couldn't deal with on a conscious level, like your love life, for example, will start to change. Mm. It's a real phenomena. I've experienced it. You know, mm -hmm. you can change your external environment and then the things in start, all the blockages and energies start to move. This is, have I got that right? Well, I can only take on board the feedback I've got yes. from what I've been teaching and uh, implementing. And one lady, she said... When I cleared all my clutter, she said, I discovered the dreams that I'd had and I'd forgotten all about them. Mm. And now she's living them. Yeah. It's, I don't think until you try this for yourself and what have you got to lose? Mm -hmm. You know, um, you don't realise the power, how powerful these practices can be and what mm. they can do. You yeah, know, definitely. You can change all the stuff you can't deal with, the stuff that... You may not even know what it is, what's wrong. That's true. That's you true. Know. Yeah. Yeah. This practice and by following these steps and using Feng Shui, you can change your life. I did say in the book as well that if seven days is not a possibility because everyone's got a different timetable, then they could actually do it even on a weekly basis. So for the first week, you spend a week because yeah. some people live in big houses that, you know, it take a week to, for them to clear their clutter um, or even people who are in a one-bedroom apartment, the intensity of what they have to clear is huge. They could take a week doing that and then focus a week on space cleansing it and then so on. So yeah. I have said that, you know, it, it is manoeuvrable in terms of, you know... So it's a, yeah. a seven-step process. It is, really. It fits yeah. into a it week is. because it there's does. seven days, yeah. but it could be seven weeks. Yeah, that's yeah. right, yeah. Yeah, 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 definitely. So day five, and then you're into something which I've done lots of a vision board mm. so maybe just give us a brief synopsis of, okay of that. well it's not like any other vision board where you mm -hmm. just put put up pictures that you think oh well that's, i like that that's where i want to go or yeah that's what i want to have it's actually in accordance with what's called the low shoe square l-o-s-h-u square and this is an ancient system um four thousand years old yeah um where the boxes, nine boxes, are inhabited by nine numbers. Each number goes in a direction, and the direction it goes when you follow it leaves behind a pattern, and that pattern is the planet of Saturn. And that pattern is telling you that on your journey from number one to nine, you are going to tell a story about your life. This is a direction of something that you're going to learn. You don't know what that is yet, but you're going to learn some lessons along the way. So from number one to number nine, each box is representing an aspect of your life. Yeah. And each box is housing a different element. One of the elements I've already spoken about. Some are yin, some are yang. I explain that. And as I teach it, I get people to get the, you know, and have a chart like this, you know, or a cork board, put it into nine boxes. And for each box, I start with number one 
I, and that number one is the water element. So you're going to be flowing. And number one is about where do you want your life to flow to? And for each box, I do a visualization or almost like a hypnotization <laughs> of where people, how do they want to feel about where they want to flow to? What does the picture look like? Yeah. And I get them to bring that picture outside and write it down so that they can go then and go and get a picture or two pictures that actually epitomize what they've seen within themselves. I'm not telling them what to see because it's mm. not my life. Yeah. And then we move on to number two, which is the relationship area. And then three, four, and so yeah. on. Yeah. And each box, I explain to them the kind of picture, the kind of element or energy in this box and the direction of their life. What are the kind of pictures that they need to be looking at in order to... Um, well, first of all, it should have the energy in the, the energy or the element in it. But say for your health, how are you going to depict your health? Day six, and you use the term a coded plan of your house, yeah. which would be from what I've read with Karen Kingston is the Bagua. Yes, it is. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Now you can show us what you've got there. I'll explain my experience of it. And what you'd do is you'd draw your house, and they'd then tell you how to orientate it where your front door would go and you'd put this plan over it and each one of these plans as the house split into boxes and each box identifies a different area of your life it could be your love life your finances your health and then you see where your clutter is identify the clutter might be in this room and then when you put the grid over the top of it it might be your health for example and you know that's an area you need to work on something along those lines now yours looks far more fancy dancer if your place is in a mess then you don't want to be putting anything there to change it your job as in the listener is to clear the clutter first this is a grid it's a code it's a secret code mm -hmm. these are all codes now, I can't go into these tree grams here. So, yeah, so when we come to the Bagua, all your clutter shall have gone by then. You will have cleared all your energetic debris. You will have looked inside yourself and cleared the clutter within yourself. You will have understood the five elements because you're going to actually bring those five energies in and around your home so that you get a balance. And then you've done your vision board You've already know what you want because you've gone and got the photographs yeah. on your vision board. vision board. So when you've done the vision board, you're going to superimpose that onto your home or your room. And you will be doing that in accordance with the directions on that secret coded template and also with the knowledge you have of your own vision board, now you've got more information about yourself. And then what you're going to do is you're going to start putting signatures or symbols or messages encoded into your space. Subtly, no one else needs to know. And I show people how they can do that subtly. So that when people come in, they don't know, oh, that's where she's going in her life or, yeah. you know, that's who she wants to have a relationship with, <laughs> you know. It's done subtly so that 
when you walk into your house or your home, the messages that you're reading are the messages that you have set up. You've set up your code so that you are living the life that you desire and not the life that's being broadcasted from the square box in the corner, mm-hmm. which is telling you that you need to be this and you need to do this and you need to have this and you're not good enough. No. That now that you've put this code in, you're telling yourself a story and you want to ask yourself, what is that story? Because this is your life. Awesome. So, day seven, and this is power hubs, yeah? Now, I've no idea where you're going with this one. I don't, yeah, this is uh, maybe explained with a little insight into that. Okay. So, power hubs are significant areas in your own home that have a huge effect upon your quality of life, from your health to your visibility and to your relationships, really, and your wealth. Yeah. So health is your wealth. Yeah. And so we're looking at three areas. One is the entrance. So I'm talking in the book about you set up a a fantastic entrance for yourself. Immediately, that's going to elevate your energy. So people coming home from work, they're putting the key through the door and there's rubbish around the doorstep or there's nothing that is a signature there for you. It's not saying anything. So I talk about having positive plants, colours, making sure that any brass on the door is shining, that there's any glass on there, that there's a beautiful colour shining through it. And these are all important aspects because it's about having curb appeal. And when you come home, you know, your spirits are going up. They're not going, oh, no, back home again. The drab, the drab place that I live in. And the entrance should be saying something about you. Who lives here now? I lived in a place in Manchester and I moved in. And within a space of months, all down the street, they all started changing their entrances. Why? Mm-hmm. Well, I put up a chime at the front, quiet chime. I started putting two beautiful Plants. lapis lazuli planters yeah. with pink geraniums. I had some other bushes around there and painted the front door. There was a, sign, a sign above it, a bagua, a bagua, which is a protective aspect. But you, you can have all kinds. The, the Greeks use the evil eye. The Keralans the, in, in, in India, they use... Um, a particular symbol. So anyone can use their own symbols as a protector. So you created this lovely entrance, a nice yeah. energy, uh, yeah. visually as well as energetic, and, yeah. and then people started to copy it. Yeah, yeah, they did. But it was great. I was happy yeah, yeah. because people were taking pride in where they lived. Um, so which are the other two power hubs then? So the other one is the kitchen. Right. Because what people have in the kitchen is what they're eating. And what they're eating determines the quality of their health. And the quality of your health determines the quality of your wealth. I know people have lots of problems with what they've got stored in their cupboards. So I have mentioned it in the book about 
you know, becoming organized in terms of throwing out certain foods you know can't afford to eat anymore um, because they're poisonous. <laughs> yeah. And other foods were, if you have a, like a little bit of a, you know, a fancy for certain foods, just just create a small space for a small amount of that. Don't completely eradicate it from you because then you start to feel you're living in a prison. And ensuring that all the water works. This is something I haven't talked about with the elements. The water element is very important yeah. in terms of your wealth. So if you've got blockages, if you've got um, floods, um, drip, drip, drip taps, problems with gutters, sort it out right away. Why? Because the flow is blocked and water represents your money. Right. So if that's being blocked or it's being flooded away, your money is being lost as well. There must be a big hole full of water near my house then. <laughs> so that's the water. But I also want to talk about the wood, that if you've got plants in your house, this yeah. is very important for your health. So ensuring that the plants are happy, they're watered, they're fed, they talk to the plants, you know, because that, that actually makes you feel that you're growing with them. Mm. So there's a kind of... A relationship going on yeah. there? I mean, I believe anyway, if you talk to plants, forgetting yeah. the science and that you're breathing out in carbon dioxide and they yeah. breathe that in. Yeah. But the fact is, I believe yeah. with your intention, if you yeah. make food, but you intend and you put love into that food, yes. the food tastes better. Yes, you it know? does, and yeah. Same with the plants, you know, yeah. if you if you care for them and love them and you're tender with the plants, yeah. you know, they, yeah. uh, they thrive. So in the kitchen as well, um, I was talking about, you know, what pictures have you got up there? Make sure that they're not, the pictures of people enjoying themselves, that they're coming together, or pictures of nature, something positive. And also, or if you've got a mirror there, a mirror will duplicate the food on the table because food was wealth. Now everyone's got food, although I'm sure there are certain more and more problems I, I hear. Um, but, you know, if people had a bowl of rice, that was indicative of wealth. Yeah. And well, and rice is still used today in weddings, yeah. in in um, Asia, because it's indicative of of welcoming the wealth into that relationship. Yeah, yeah. I mean, still here as well. They throw it over people, don't they? They, they throw it over at weddings. Uh, I use it as a space cleanser. Yeah. So put that all around the skirting boards, and it absorbs any any energy that's got blocked, and then you just hoover it up <laughs> and throw it out. So, Cathy, this book then, tell us the title of your book again, the full title. Seven Days to Transform Your Life, How to Discipline Your Space for Health, Wealth and Love. So, if somebody wanted to get this book, it's available on Amazon. Yes, it's available on Amazon and you can also purchase it on my website. Uh, so, if somebody wanted to find you on social media, I know you're on Twitter, you're on Instagram and Facebook. Your largest accounts being on Facebook and Instagram. And it's wealthyspaces.com or they can find your name as well. Kathy Hardigan. Yes? Yeah. Magic. So they've got the website where they can find you, your social media channels and your book on Amazon. Yes, yeah. that's right. Maybe just tell us one last question here. The course that you've just done, for example, yeah. that is then an audio course you've been recording. Is that correct? Video course. A video course. Yeah. Where did they find that? How did they? How would somebody do your course? Is that just through your website? Yeah, everything now is going through my website. I was going through other channels, but now everything's going to be up on 
the wealthyspaces.com, the shop, it'll be underneath that. How many parts is that course in? How does it work? That's a video course and I'll be following similarly the seven steps with some extras, some bonuses in there. And there's also a, a very basic course I've done that's available as well, but it's not as um, developed as this, this one because this is to go with the book. So, Cathy, outside of that, if somebody's been to your website and they've seen you on Facebook yeah. and stuff, maybe tell us what else you do. Okay, so I also offer consultations. Now, with the circumstances that we're all in at the moment, I have done some on Zoom and some on Skype. So I'm looking into people's homes and what they show me. Yeah. So it's possible to do it that way. But I actually like to feel as well. So I do do consultations when it's possible to go and visit people's homes. Yeah. And what I do is show up what they need to do for their clutter, the space clearing. They can learn all this on the course or I can tell them what they need to do. They can get the space clearing kit from me if they don't know where to buy the goods from. But what I will do is I will assess their home with information that I get from the person in the house right. in terms of their date of birth. And from that information and from what I can see and from what I can feel and what the person has told me and the areas that they've told me they want to focus on, I will then write a report which tells the person what they need to do, what process they need to do and how to go about it. Okay, fabulous, fabulous. Cathy, thank you again. And uh, yeah. It's been, it's been fascinating. Thank you. So, folks, this week I'm going to leave you with three quotes that I thought were relevant to this show. The first one is, the present moment has a round window. Anybody with sides can't get in. This means that you need to practice non-judgment. If you say, this is right and this is wrong and you become rigid, you'll find it very difficult to be fully present and in the moment. So, the present moment has a round window and anything with sides can't get in. The second one is related to energy, which is what we've been talking about with Cathy. And anything you focus on, you feed and move towards it. Anything you focus on, you feed and move towards it. Be very careful what you put in here because you will not only move towards it, but it will expand and grow. And the third quote is, in order to fix something, first you must take a look inside. If you want to fix a watch or a clock, you need to open it up and have a look inside. And this is what we do with the practice of meditation and also with Feng Shui as well. All three quotes are from Midnight McBride, from Pills to Peace. Well, you can listen to this show every week on YouTube. We're going back to two shows a week as of last week. So we're back up to two shows a week again. You can also then, three days later, listen to this show on as an audio podcast on iTunes, Spotify and Podbean. You can catch me on the radio every Monday night on Salford City Radio 94.4 FM with the Mind, Body and Spirit show, Midnight Till Midnight. You can also buy the book on Amazon and it's available in ebook and also as a paperback and now an audio book as well. You can also check me out on my website, midnightmcbride.com and you can get me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook and LinkedIn. I always struggle with that bit. There we go. Thanks for watching. I'll see you next time. Shalom.